edition of the On the 50-Yard Line podcast, where we'll talk about a few games from last week and some upcoming games in this week on the high school football scene. Uh, last week, we had a big one for Richmond Hill as the uh, the Wildcats beat Effingham 28-6 in a Region 2-6A matchup. Uh, Ty Goldrick, the junior quarterback, had another solid game, going 15 out of 23 for 248 yards and a touchdown. The freshman Caleb Easterling had a big game. He rushed for 44 yards and a pair, pair of scores and also had five tackles and an interception in the game. Rayvon Grant had five catches for 107 yards and a touchdown. It was a huge win for Richmond Hill, just the second of the year, but they're now 2-1 and one in Region 2-6A, in 2-6A play with that loss coming to Statesboro. The Wildcats are on the road this week as they face undefeated Brunswick squad, which is ranked number four in the state in Class 6A by the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Effingham County fell to three and two on the season and are now one and one in region play. They're on the road this week against Glen Academy. Benedictine won its fifth in a row last week as the cadets rolled to a 49-6 win over Jenkins. It was the first region game for BC since 2019 because of the interdistrict only schedule last year that the, the local or the public schools went into, leaving BC out on its own in a non-region uh, slate. Justin Thomas had four touchdowns, including two on the ground. He added six catches for 159 yards and two scores. BC's run game was almost unstoppable as they rushed for 243 yards and four touchdowns. Holden Gurner had another stellar performance at quarterback. The Auburn commit was 18 out of 24 for 264 yards and three touchdowns. He's 285 yards away from the 2,000-yard milestone for this season. And he has 15 touchdowns and just two interceptions on the year. Thomas has accumulated 1,156 yards combined rushing and receiving with 18 total touchdowns on the year. An incredible season for the the senior who's headed to Georgia on a baseball scholarship. Benedictine ranked number three in the state by the, by the AJC and among class 4A teams is on the road this week against South Effingham. Windsor Forest pulled off a 12-6 win over Liberty County last week to step into the driver's seat in the race for the Region 3-3A title. The defense contained Marcus Johnson of Liberty County, their star senior running back, to 95 yards rushing. And that was pretty much all Liberty County could muster as they had 117 yards of total offense. But Windsor Forest lost quarterback Chris Glover to a shoulder injury, and he could be out. He might maybe out for the season. They brought in Ahmad Grovener, who was starting at defensive end in the last game at quarterback in the second quarter and never got anything going through the air. But Mike Cavallaro, the senior running back, took over with the offense. He grinded out 182 yards on, and a score on 29 carries. Windsor Forest plays at Rose, which is 0-5 in their next, next game here on Friday night. But the big game that everyone is talking about is coming up Friday night as Calvary hosts Savannah Christian in one of the best uh, – best rivalries in the state. The Cavs are 7-0 and ranked number two among Class A private teams in the state by the AJC. Savannah Christian won the last four meetings and leads the series 26-16, but the Cavs and the Cavs, but the Cavs are stacked with talent this year. Sophomore quarterback Jake Merklinger 
who picked up an offer from Michigan State in the offseason, has hit 74% of his passes for 1,413 yards with 13 touchdowns and just three interceptions, and he's added seven yards rushing at team high. Donovan Johnson, the freshman running back, is one of the best in the state with 736 yards rushing and six touchdowns. And Mike Smith, who leads the team with 379 yards receiving and five touchdowns, this kid is a sophomore, six foot four and 220 pounds. And I was thinking to myself, this guy's college recruiter is going to be coming after him soon. And I was right on that because South Carolina just gave him his first offer on Monday night. I'll have a little story on that coming out in the next day or two. The uh, Calvary defense features guys like Troy Ford Jr., who the junior linebacker who has offers from Notre Dame and Auburn and nose tackle Terry Simmons, who has three, a 300 pounder who just picked up his first offer from Gardner Webb over the weekend. Calgary's allowing just 11.7 points per game. And Savannah Christian also has a solid defense averaging six, allowing 16.7 points per game. That D for the Raiders is led by senior lineman Caleb Womble and his classmate at linebacker Peyton Cromwell, who leads the team with 75 tackles. They got a big time playmaker in all three phases of the game with wide receiver DB and return man George Futch. So expect a, a huge crowd and a lot of anticipation and excitement around this game set for Calvary Day at 7.30 on Friday night. And here's a little plug before we go into our interview with Windsor Forest coach Jeb Stewart. You want to get the latest on the Georgia Southern football team? A lot of news there this year. Well, check out Nathan Donald's coverage and his coverage of the Savannah State Tigers at savannahnow.com. And if you want to keep up with it, everything that's going on in high school sports, we're the spot to go. If you're not a subscriber already, now's the time to try us out. You can get full access to our digital content for just a dollar a month for the next six months. Go to savannahnow.com forward slash subscribe now and sign up. And here's the on the 50 yard line interview we did last week with uh, with Windsor Forest coach Jeb Stewart, who is doing a great job over there with the Knights program in his second year at the helm. Okay, we're here with Jeb Stewart. He's in his second year at Windsor Forest after a long stint as an assistant over at Jenkins. And uh, after leading the team to the playoffs last year, they're off to a two and two start with due to a scheduling quirk, those two losses were to New Hampshire, both to New Hampstead. Last week was a crazy one against, against the Phoenix. It was, uh, you were down 20 to nine at half or 20 to six, I believe. Scored 32 points in the second half only to lose a heartbreaker, 46 to 38. Right. Um, what impressed you most about about your team, even though even though they lost last week? Well, we knew like uh, after we played them the first time, getting beat by 29, we knew we, this was going to be a good gauge of how far we had come this season. Uh, you know, we went into the locker room; it was 20 to six. Uh, the first game, it was 20 to six at halftime, and you know, just told kids like we can fight this second half or we can just lay down it's going to be the same result as last time and uh you know our kids came out and they fought hard the second half and uh 
you know, we played pretty well the first half. and just didn't capitalize on some uh, drives into the red zone. But overall, I was just very proud of the kids and the way they fought. Friday, uh, Thursday night. Okay, um, you lost a lot of talent to graduation, especially on the defensive side of the ball last year with guys like Jamario Blige, who's now at Tennessee Chattanooga. How has the defensive unit been developing so far this year? You know, we knew it was going to be uh, it was going to be tough. You know, defensive side of the ball this year, just replacing so many kids, and uh, you know, we we look out there right now. We've got four. You know, sophomores out there. We got two freshmen playing a, a good bit, and uh, you know we're building for the future. You know, but we still want to sustain you know that winning uh, uh, tradition. But uh, you know, just been real proud of the young kids and the way they've stepped up. You know, so far this year. Well, Mike Caballero, the uh, one of the best running backs in the area. He had his best game of the season against New Hampshire, running for over 200 yards in that game and a touchdown. Describe Mike's running style and what should fans expect for him going going forward this season? Well, we hope, uh, you know, for our sake, he brings that same intensity he brought against uh, New Hampstead uh, this past week. Uh, overall, I thought that was the best game I've seen him play his high school uh, career. Uh, you know, and you know, I think he's focused in now, and he, he sees what he can do, and hopefully, we'll carry that on, you know, the rest of the season. Okay, COVID nineteen has presented a lot of different issues in the district. Starting testing in a couple weeks here, mandatory testing for all athletes. Um, it's it's forced you to take a new approach to things at practice. We were talking about it earlier. Some of the things you're doing in practice to kind of. Uh, help deal with the situation. Yeah, you know, we try to keep the kids spread out as much as possible, social distancing. Uh, we film, you know, everything at, at practice so we can track where kids are in case we do have, you know, a positive case or, you know, close contact. So we can hopefully limit, you know, how many kids are, are uh, put into quarantine. Uh, you know, it, it's brought a bunch of <laughs> different uh, scenarios, you know, we've had to look at and, and uh, consider as a staff because, you know, we've lost a kid, not necessarily to positive testing, but close contact in, in the school building. And, uh, you know, it makes you really forces you as a staff to really look at what, what kids can play multiple positions. I got you. Okay, and as far as the quarterback situation goes, it was going between Chris Glover and Dante Dorman at the beginning of the season. Then Dorman suffered a broken jaw in the game yeah. against Beach. Early in that game, he came back and finished it out, not knowing the severity of the injury, I guess, right. at the time, obviously. Um, but his mouth is wired shut now. Glover had a great game last week with touchdown passes to Bossy Scott, Kerwin Tatnell. Um, what's the quarterback situation looking like for you right now and throughout the rest of the season? Well, it's probably going to be Chris the rest of the, rest of the year. You know, it's going to be tough to come back from that type of injury. Uh, you know, Dante's a tough kid, and uh, you know, we knew he took a lick. We just thought it was a tooth issue. You know, during the game, and uh, he wanted to come back in the game, and he, and he finished it out, and then. Uh, he actually came back to school Monday, went through weight training, and it was just like it was killing him. Uh, went home and, you know, he went to the dentist and got it looked at, and it was a fractured jaw. So uh, Chris is probably, you know, one we're going to ride the rest of the season. Okay. Well, last year you were a three seed going into playoffs. Due to inter-district inter only schedule, you couldn't play Southeast Bullock, which was the region champ, and Liberty County, which finished second. You went on the road to Crisp County and lost in the first round of the playoffs. But now this 
this week you got Liberty County who beat Southeast Bullock already and Johnson. So they're ahead in the uh, in the region and you got a chance. This has big playoff implications. What what can fans expect out of this game? Uh, you know, uh, Liberty, they, they've got a really fast running back, uh, number two. We cannot let him get on the edge. Uh, you know, hopefully we're going to come with the same intensity that we came with against New Hampstead. And, uh, you know, we can control number two. Uh, you know, I think it will be, uh, you know, we can pull this one out. Uh, just hope we, we play well. You know, up to our capabilities. Okay, best of luck this week, Coach. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Okay.